Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on this episode, we have a very special guest who's actually from Atlanta, Georgia. She's the founder of The Sophisticated Life. Uh, her name is Nadine White, and uh, she's going to be talking about her travels, about her travel guides, about her passion for travel, and much more. Uh, so, Nadine, uh, welcome to the show. I wanted to get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. As you mentioned, I'm Nadine of The Sophisticated Life. I'm based here in Atlanta, but my travel blog covers places all over the world. Um, I'm actually a full-time pediatrician. <laughs> so I started the travel blog as like a creative outlet to just share with people um, things that I love to do, travel, going to food events, visiting different wine regions around the world. Um, and it just became a huge passion of mine. Um, and it's opened up a lot of opportunities that I didn't even know existed when I first started writing. So that's pretty much, I focus on travel and travel guides, letting people know where to go, what to do when they get to the place. But I also, I'm a big foodie. <laughs> so wherever I travel to, I explore the food of that region. I love to, you know, um, explore the art, the culture. And like I said, I love wine as well. So I'll make specific trips to areas just to visit wine regions and drink the wine. Um, so that's pretty much the basis of, of what I do. Well, I mean, the first question I have is how do you balance everything? If you're a full-time pediatrician, yes. you're juggling a lot, plus you're actually travel blogging, it's, it's definitely a juggling act. Uh, tell us a little bit about your work-life balance and your structure for your days. Yes, and I still consider myself a newlywed. I've been married just a little over a year. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely a balancing act. What's great about my profession, what I do now, I'm a hospitalist. So I work full-time in a children's hospital here in Atlanta and I do shift work. So basically I can adjust my schedule where I have at least a long weekend off every month. And, you know, of course I would love to spend a month in each destination, but usually the most I'll spend is about two weeks. And I pack a lot in during those two weeks or I do road trips um, locally. I, like I said, I'll do long weekend trips. So when I'm not working, I pretty much am focused in on doing what I have to do for the blog and planning trips. And I'm lucky because my husband loves to travel. So I'm sure he didn't expect to travel as much as he is since we got married. Uh, but we go on a lot of trips together, which is, is great and helpful. If there's a medical conference, I turn that kind of into a trip. If he has a work conference, and I'll go with him and travel around that region as well. Um, so yeah, it definitely is a work-life balance, but it just becomes a part of our life. And then I write about it on the blog. So it's awesome. I get to do two great things that I love. Yeah, definitely. And uh, tell us about some of your uh, travels uh, in terms of which uh, uh, countries and continents have you covered so far. And if there's anything that really stands out for you, you can maybe relate those as well. Right. Well, I've had the great opportunity. My husband works for the YMCA and they have a partnership with South African YMCAs. So for the past two years, I've been able to travel to South Africa twice and spend like two weeks there both times. And that's been a really enriching experience. We've been able to visit people's homes, go into schools, go into hospitals um, throughout Durban, Johannesburg and Cape Town. So besides doing the normal touristy activities, I've learned a lot about the politics, the cultures, the races, religions in South Africa. And I would definitely suggest if someone has not been there that that is very high on my list of a place to visit. There's just, besides the beauty, there's just so much to learn um, about that country and how they're progressing since apartheid. Um, so that's been very um, enriching to me. I went to Thailand in January for two weeks and blew my mind. <laughs> 
I mean, it is definitely the land of smiles. The people are so warm and engaging. The food is amazing. And it's like the, I would say, budget-friendly place I've ever been. I almost felt bad when they told me costs of food and shopping um, because it was so cheap. I almost wanted to give more. So Thailand is up there, uh, probably one of my best trips so far. And um, Cuba was really interesting. We were able to spend a whole week there traveling around the island. I visited four cities in Cuba. And again, just learning about um, what it's like to actually be in Cuba versus what you see on TV and read about. And really talking to locals and learning about communism and how they feel about Americans and um, really exploring it from a local's perspective. So I was able to, like I said, spend a week there and go beyond Havana. I tell people that if they go to Cuba and they have the time, go beyond Havana. We did like a road trip to Trinidad and Cienfuegos and um, visited Vinales. And it was just, it was really interesting to get to know people in the different areas. So those are probably my three favorite places, but I love uh, places in America as well. I am from the East Coast, but you'll see on my blog, I have a lot of posts on California. I go to California from north to south at least twice a year. I love every part of California I've been to. Um, so that's probably my favorite place in the U.S. And last summer, I went to Sedona for the first time, and that had been a huge bucket list item of mine, and it did not disappoint. The red rocks, and the it's just stunning. The whole place is stunning. So um, my goal usually is to go to at least one new international and one new domestic location every year. And this year, I think I've already been to like five new U.S. <laughs> destinations. So I get really excited about visiting someplace new. Um, and in, actually, in three weeks, I'm going back to Paris with my husband. He's never been there. Um, so we're going there for 10 days. And I'm excited to show him Paris, but also get to know it, you know, again for the second time. So, yeah, so that's pretty much how I plan out my travels a bit. Yeah, South, South Africa is definitely one of my favorite destinations as well. We're oh, awesome. Uh, this uh, February, uh, we went to some of the places you mentioned, uh, from Johannesburg to Durban, overland yeah. through the Garden Route into Cape Town, and spent about two months uh, in. Wonderful. Uh, really loved uh, the country, the people, the food, the culture. Awesome. That's wonderful. That's great to hear. Cape Town is a, a, one of the most beautiful cities oh, in the world. Just, just gorgeous, gorgeous. Did you guys go out to the Cape Peninsula and visit the boat, the penguins, the African of penguins? Course. The, kids, the kids had to <laughs> see the penguins. They definitely went over there. So adorable. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So. Yeah, so Nadine, uh, tell us about the origin of the blog. It's called The Sophisticated Life. Uh, tell yeah. us about how you came up with the name and why did you start writing the blog? Right. Actually, when I first started it, it was supposed to be a webzine with a few friends of mine because I realized I'd spent my whole life doing medicine. I mean, I actually never written or been creative like this before. Um, so it was supposed to be a way for my friends and I to just share with people all the things we love to do anyway. And to be honest with you, at the time online, I really wasn't seeing a lot of people like me writing about things like museums and art and food and wine festivals. Um, there just weren't a lot of African Americans covering that um, in that space. And so I thought it was important to put a new face on that. I love I luxury travel on a budget. You know, I love exploring wine regions, like I said. And so I just really wanted to show other people like me, um, African-American professionals or anybody who's interested in going to these places, that they are accessible and you can travel and do these things that um, that are, were enriching to me. And so that's kind of how it started. I had no idea actually about um, the business start 
part of blogging when I started. I really just started it as a creative outlet and to kind of inspire people to do some of the things that my friends and I were doing that we love to do. So the blog has been really natural for me because everything I write about, I was doing before I started the blog. This is just my life. These are just the things I enjoy doing. Um, so then once it became, um, I started doing it regularly, I started getting approached um, for opportunities. And that's when I did, you know, made it into a business and really focused in on my brand. In terms of the name, what's interesting is if you look up the definition of sophisticated, some people have thought at first that may have seemed snooty, but it's actually just to be altered by education and experience. And so that's how I look at it, you know, how your life can change by you experiencing different things, becoming educated about different things, um, exploring different countries and cultures. So that's what the sophisticated life means to me. It's not putting myself on a different level than anybody else. It's just showing how by experiencing all these things, how you can grow as a person. Um, so that's pretty much the name. And then the branding has just kind of followed with that. Um, like I said, I love luxury hotels. I love great restaurants and award-winning restaurants. I love um, covering different wine regions. And so it kind of all fits together in the end. And uh, you actually have a whole area where you're doing destination guides. And uh, tell us about uh, the, the different topics. You have destination guides, food, uh, obviously folks in the you know, home city of Atlanta, et cetera. Uh, yes. What are the topics? Yeah, so basically my travel section, um, I have just general travel posts about how I felt about a place, like what I did. So some of that, um, my posts are definitely storytelling. If I go on a trip with my nieces, I may just have like what it's like to be in New York with teenagers, the things we did. But what I really started curating were travel guides to different regions. So if you're going to be in Cape Town for only three days, these are the top things that you need to see and do. If you're going to Miami and you want to you know, experience international cuisine there, these are the best restaurants to eat at. So I have a lot of posts based on maybe two weeks in a destination up to one day in a destination because I know people who work full time like myself don't have the long periods of time to spend in each destination. So I like people to give quick guides. For instance, when I was going to Dubai last fall, it took me a while to research what you could wear in terms of um, some of the cultural um, norms, some of the laws people were afraid of in terms of whether you could have alcohol or not. And it took me so long to research that online. So for when I, after I went, I wrote a whole post on a Dubai travel guide for first time visitors. So people who are going there for the first time can just read this long list of things and know what to expect when they're going. Um, so people have really appreciated that. I do have a couple that are first timers guides. So if it's the first time you're going to a destination, this is what it's like, this is what to expect. Um, so that's pretty much the travel section. It's a combination of storytelling and then um, destination travel guides. Um, in terms of food, I, I will admit I don't cook, but I love food. <laughs> so I'm a big foodie and I love to explore all the different uh, foods in a region. Like Thailand was amazing for that. I mean, just unbelievable with the street food um, and all the Thai cuisine. So I'll write about um, the restaurants in the area or just what kind of food is served in the area. Like, you know, even in South Africa with the Bray. And um, so I like for people to kind of get an idea of what to look for when they're traveling there. And if they're into restaurants like I am, these are the best restaurants to, to go to. And then um, wine, I've always loved wine. I've been to Napa Valley several times. So um, after exploring that region, I decided, let me see what other areas are like. I was in Stellenbosch in March. So we went there when we were in Cape Town. 
Um, so yeah, I like to tell people about wine, about winemakers, about wine regions. And so travel food and wine are basic, um, the basic categories. I live in Atlanta, so I do get invited to a lot of events in Atlanta. So, and I love the restaurant scene here. I actually was really surprised at how good the food is here in Atlanta. So my recent post in Atlanta included like a list of my favorite restaurants here, a list of the best places to go wine tasting here. And then I also write about events. Um, I was able to meet Chef Marco Samuelson um, recently at an event. And so I wrote about that experience. So yeah, Atlanta has been great in terms of, especially for food. And I visited actually the North Georgia, which has great wineries. I went there for the first time in May. So I wrote a whole post on visiting North Georgia wineries. So people that come to Atlanta want to get out the city. It's not that far away. They can visit this beautiful wine region. So that's what you can expect when you visit my blog. Awesome, ma'am. So tell us about how you're able to get uh, all this media coverage. I had a chance to look at your blog and uh, oh, thank you know, you. different uh, media coverage so far. Uh, how do you do it, Dad? Do you reach out to them? Do they reach out to you? It's a little bit of a combination of the both. It's definitely a combination of both. I'm really humbled by the uh, people that approach me to work with them. I've, Like I said, I had no idea going into this um, that that would come about. And it's not my blog is not my primary mean of income. Um, so I'm really able to be selective as to who I work with. It has to fit my brand, for instance. Um, and so... I do that, I go through all the different offers, but I also um, reach out to people. I stayed at Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego this last spring, and I reached out to them, and I was really excited that they wanted to work with me. Um, I've been approached by hotels here in Atlanta to cover them, and I went to Myrtle Beach last year, and at first I thought, well, Myrtle Beach may not fit my brand in particular, but they actually wanted me to come there and investigate um, a different side of Myrtle Beach, the hidden gems that they have, the local restaurants that they have. And so that was kind of an exciting challenge for me. And so I went and had a great experience there. So sometimes I'm not really sure how people find me. I worked with the PGA and they found me because I have a wine section on my blog. And what I didn't realize at the time last year was, you know, wineries and wine is a big part of the PGA in terms of the golf tournaments. They had Napa Valley wineries out there. Um, they had vodka companies out there. So they actually invited me to a PGA tournament last year with that angle. So, and it was actually a very luxurious event, <laughs> the PGA tournament. So yeah, I, I get a lot of offers and I kind of filter through and make sure that it fits my brand. And if I'm going anywhere in particular I'm interested in, like we're going to Charleston in December, then I do reach out to the um, convention and visitors bureaus there and reach out to hotels there. Um, I worked with Historic Hotels of America. They contacted me for an event. So that opened up a lot of doors to different hotels around the, the country to work with. So it's pretty much a combination of both, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I can uh, definitely concur there, uh, especially when you're first starting, you definitely have to reach out more. And then when you build yes. up your authority on uh, your website, your social media, then people reach out to you. But even now, I've been doing my blog for about five years and I'm still hustling and still reaching out and yeah. contacting uh, tourism boards and travel companies. So definitely uh, a little bit of both. Yes. Uh, curious to know about your vision for it, Nadine. Uh, you have a successful blog, you've traveled yes. the world, you have all these destination guides, uh, working full time. Tell us a little bit about uh, your future vision. In yes. 
life, your business, and your travels. Yes, thank you. So I definitely am looking into doing an ebook, um, mainly with the travel guides. As I keep curating them, I want a way for people to have them all in one place instead of having to go to the website and search. You know, I have a lot of people that ask me, "Oh, I'm going to South Africa. What do you think? What? Do, how, where do I start? How do I plan?" And so I would like to have an ebook where people can access that. The other thing that I do just naturally is I plan a lot of trips. So for my family, for friends, um, people who know me through the blog, they'll email me and ask me questions about where to get started in planning. I don't use travel agents um, generally. I plan out, if I'm going someplace, I planned it out from beginning to end. So I love building itineraries. <laughs> my husband thinks that's funny, but I really do enjoy it. So I think trip planning is going to be the next step. I love to do sophisticated life experiences where people can then come with me to visit these wine regions or go to the places that I enjoy and I can share that with them. Um, so as you know, blogging can definitely take you in different areas in terms of business, but I still want it to be something that I would do naturally and something I enjoy doing. So I think curating experiences will probably be the next, um, next thing that I do in terms of the brand. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, definitely sounds uh, amazing. Uh, the sophisticated life experience series where people can tag along and join you yes. in your new adventures. Absolutely. Um, a lot of uh, people, especially African American, especially I think minorities, who don't travel much, and that's one of the areas I love to focus on in our interview series uh, yeah. to inspire more I think minorities to travel. I'm actually Indian descent, born in Canada. Oh. My wife's Filipino, and uh, oh, wow. we hardly meet any other Indians, Filipinos, Chinese, African American. Yes. Uh, firstly, I'm curious why do you feel that is? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you concur or if you realize yes. that as well or you, if you've observed that, but uh, right. And why do you feel that more ethnic minorities don't travel much? Yes, you know, and you're right. When I travel as well, sometimes I'm looking around and there's nobody else that looks like me. And I'm like, why is that? So I'm in several um, um, travel groups with minorities, and I think one of the reasons people think it's too expensive, they think it's for the elite. Um, they worry about not being comfortable in other countries. People may stare at them. They won't know what to do or say. And I think those are the, the top factors that I've found in different um, groups. So I love blogs that really break down like the costs of travel. So people realize, you know, sometimes it's more expensive to travel in America than it is to go abroad. Um, so that's one of the, the things. And then people are just uncomfortable that out of their own um, surroundings. So what I suggest to people is to just visit even a neighboring state, you know, go on a road trip, go someplace nearby, just get out of their own surroundings. Um, and in terms of the fear of safety, you know, in terms of racism and fear of how they're going to be treated abroad if there's nobody else that is really like them. Um, that's something that I, I think also has to be addressed to a lot of ethnicities and minorities because it, that can be the case, but it can also be that that culture, those people see you and they want to learn from you and they're excited that you're there and excited that there's somebody different that doesn't look like them there and they want to learn from you. And so I think the more that we show people like us traveling to these different places, the more that it'll inspire people to do the same and that it's not that scary out there. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I think it's exciting. The more that I see people like us traveling, it, it's, it's awesome. It's great. I think it'll inspire more people to do it. It is, it is, it, it definitely, I think uh, what we're doing definitely inspires others. Um, 
Uh, I can tell definitely by my social media, they're like, oh man. Uh, but uh, a lot of people, uh, they kind of stick at the, I'm jealous, I wish I could do that, or yes. uh, I hope for the future, or, I'll put them in bucket list. But they don't actually, uh, you know, follow the slogan, just do it. Yes. Um, any tips, advice you give to someone who's watching right now who wants to travel more, but they have these wow. list of excuses about money <laughs> and time and kids and uh, health and, uh, uh, you know, like, just excuse after excuse. Uh, yeah. yeah. Any tips or advice you would give them besides the whole Nike just do it slogan? Right, right. I mean, I would definitely say execute a plan. You know, obviously, I know some people don't get as much vacation time and they don't have like the money. So I would say execute a plan, choose one place that you really want to go either by yourself or with your family, um, set up a date that you're going to do it, it may be in a year, which is fine. And then have a separate um, budget, a separate account where you're putting money into that account every month and saving for that destination. There's so many budget guides out there now. Um, one of the first things too I tell people is to sign up for travel um, websites. So like Travel's Goose, Skyscanner, um, the flight deal, so that you get notifications of all the deals that are out there. Because people just aren't even aware of how to look for flight deals. Uh, whatever city you live in, whatever the major airlines are in that area, sign up for flight deal alerts from that city so that you'll get notified and it may be one or two or three places on your destination list that comes up on you know these um, deal, flight deal searches. And so I tell people the first thing to do is find a good flight deal. So when you get, get that notification, book the flight um, if it works for your date, and then everything else kind of is easy. In terms of accommodations now, you have hotels, hostels, Airbnbs. I mean, finding a place to stay in any destination is pretty much easy, no matter what your budget is at this point. And then in activities, they can come to my site. Um, but it's pretty easy with all the blogs out there now to then find out things that you may want to do or interests that you have in that area. So I kind of put it through stepwise to people, you know, make a list of where you want to go, when you can go, book the flight, and once you get the flight, everything else I think is pretty easy to fall into place. Yeah, some great tips there. Definitely, if you set a deadline, set a goal, uh, create that plan, and then uh, and then yes. uh, you know have those kind of alerts. Uh, th those things are great. And of course, once you book your flight, everything else will fall into place. Absolutely. People think they only have to. They can only stay in hotels, and that hotels are expensive. And um, I actually have a friend doing a guest post coming up on just house sitting. And, you know, um, couch surfing and hostels and, you know, there's so many different options now that people aren't aware of. So, again, I like to expose people and let people know through my blog, you know, there's so many options now for accommodations that you don't have to just stay in a $200 a night hotel, you know. And once people hear that and see that, they're like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. We, I could do that. And so, yeah, that's pretty neat when you actually hear back from people who read your blog and they went to the place based on things that they read on your blog, it's, it's, it's so fulfilling. It's, it's really great when I, when I hear back from people about that. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's why we do a podcast as well to inspire people to travel and show them all the different ways they can make money online and uh, how they can actually travel for on a budget and get sponsorships for travel blogging, etc. So Nadina, it's great having you on the show. Uh, yes. If people want to connect with you, you know, follow your website, download your destination guides, uh, you know, connect with you on social media, uh, tell us about how they can do that. Right, so my blog is thesophisticatedlife.com. It's pretty easy, um, and I think it's pretty easy to navigate. On terms of social media, 
my Facebook page is The Sophisticated Life. Everything else is The Sophist Life. So T-H-E-S-O-P-H-I-S Life. So they can find me on Twitter. Um, like I said, on Pinterest, I actually have a whole new section just based on my travel guides. So people can go to that Pinterest board and look up all my travel guides on my site. And Instagram, I it's my favorite. It may not generate a lot of traffic but I have about 19,000 followers right now on Instagram because I love taking people along with me when I travel so they can follow I was in Boston recently and people were able to just follow along on my adventures every day and really get a sense of what there is to see and do in Boston um, so yeah that Instagram is where I like to do a lot of my storytelling um, on my trips sounds great Nadina great having you on the show once again and uh, thanks for all your insights and uh, for your time today Yes, awesome. Thanks for having me, Ricky. Have enjoy keto with your family. Thank you. We will indeed. Okay. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. Make sure you check out uh, Nadine's blog. Once again, it's called thesophisticatedlife.com. I'll have the link below so you can actually just click through if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, it'll be right on the show notes. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. And we'll catch you in the next one. Happy travels. See you soon. <laughs>